Hey, I don't know about you, but it, I live not far from the River Valley, so every once in a while, I'll come out of the house and it's either a porcupine, a coyote, or a lot of rabbits. The funny part in our neighborhood is if I see a lot of rabbits, I know I'm not going to see a lot of the other two. If I don't see rabbits, I know that there's one definitely hanging around. But anyway, for a lot of people, they're just trying to figure out what's with all the jackrabbits. Well, joining us on the program this afternoon is Darcy Vischer, Dr. Darcy Vischer, Associate Professor of Biology at the King's University. Hello, Darcy. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, white-tail jackrabbit populations right here in the province's capital. Uh, despite the, the decline around the rest of the province, what, what's going on here, Darcy? Why here? Why is it, there a bit of an uptick? At least that's my, that's my thinking. Yeah, well, you know, the, the white-tailed jackrabbits in the city is a fairly new phenomenon. Like, they, they were only first recorded uh, being in the city in the 30s. Okay. And uh, we're kind of at the northern edge of the range, so this is about as far north as they go. And there's something about the city that... that uh, keeps them going and in numbers that are 80 times the density of the rural areas. And uh, we think it has to do with uh, the front yards and the food that's available. And uh, we're just trying to figure out, you know, what is it about the, the particular habitat requirements of these white-tailed jackrabbits that makes the city such a uh, hospitable place for them. Now, you're, you're about to start a study, right, on this particular situation? Yeah, that's right. We've uh, my predecessor at the university here has been studying them since about 1992, kind of looking at their growth in population numbers and how they uh, they've been in steadily increasing since then, uh, and also they cycle they cycle just like uh, snowshoe hare or some other hares might do. Um, but they've been growing, and so now the question was when I kind of took over from the project was to think about well. Well, what's what's kind of leading to that? And so the only way that I could uh, imagine trying to understand that would be to put GPS collars on these guys ah. and try to figure out where they go and where they come from and where they stay. And and like you said, the intro, you know, everyone sees them in their front yard and uh, and kind of wants to know where they came from and where they went. And uh, that's what we hope to answer. Hey, I want to back this up for a second here. The difference between a white-tailed jackrabbit and a snowshoe hare is is there a big difference? Yeah, the, the white-tailed jackrabbit is a, is a much larger hare, uh, much longer ears. It's a, it's a hare that has evolved for the open prairies. Okay. So it, it's, it's about running and it's fast and everything like that. Whereas the snowshoe hare tend to be found in Edmonton anyway, uh, tucked down into the, the gullies around the river valley. They're in much thicker brush. They tend to be uh, quite a bit smaller, um, and they have shorter ears. So depending on where you are, if you're seeing white rabbits in the wintertime, uh, you know, they stick out like crazy yeah. this year. They may or may not be white-tailed jackrabbits, but if you live far away from the River Valley and you're seeing a, a hare, it is definitely a white-tailed jackrabbit. I'm just asking because when I take Jack's the Wonder Dog out for a walk, we see some of these rabbits, and I'm telling you, they're as big as a lab. At least that's what it looks like <laughs> to me. It's pretty that, crazy. That's so, a white-tailed jackrabbit. Okay, yeah, for great. Sure. Okay, yeah. so so the I saw a story about elk and jasper and how they are congregating around the town site because the wolf population is a little timid of being around people. Do you think that's a similar theory that we could apply here to the rabbits that they're in town because coyotes, while they do wander through frequently, maybe they're a little more shy as well? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, in ecology we call that the predator shield hypothesis, and right. that suggests that there's this uh, this way to avoid predators by snuggling up close to humans. And um, 
Absolutely, that could be uh, a part of it that initially started it um, because the the coyotes in town are are also a new thing. Um, certainly, in the numbers that we're seeing now, that's um, you know that's only been in the last decade or so that we've noticed that. Right. So we we think that it could have started out as a way of trying to avoid coyotes, and certainly where the white-tailed jackrabbits tend to be, which is in residential areas and kind of upland city parks, then they they are less likely to be coyotes there, although they are... Uh, they're in, everywhere. In, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so that could be part of it, for sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask how much of a factor is the River Valley because it's a natural, free-flowing... I've done the odd canoe trip down the river, and it's amazing what you will see in the city along the river, like not far from downtown. The River Valley yeah. is, is, a, is a natural uh, progression for animals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're we're quite uh, blessed to have this thing in the city. It's uh, it's fairly unique amongst large North American uh, cities, and it really does form an uh, an avenue of movement for larger animals. I think with with white-tailed jackrabbits, I actually think it forms a bit of a barrier. Um, it's it's they're not moving through those thick bushes. They want to be in, out in the open. Yeah, and so I think it's harder for them to you know, cross the river in the winter or whatever. But uh, for lots of other animals, coyotes, you know, the porcupines that you mentioned as well, uh, yeah, and even the odd moose, uh, these are, this, the River Valley is an amazing place for them to kind of wander into town. So how many jackrabbits do you think we have in the city? You know, I, I think our minimum number estimate was around 3,000, given the densities that we saw. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's increasing from the last count, which was around uh, 2016. And certainly the numbers have gone up, I think. Um, you know, it's hard to always say exactly because they also cycle on about a uh, seven to eight year cycle, it seems. So one year you might not see many, and then the next year you see quite a bit more. And uh, it's hard to kind of pick out what's going on. Is this the general increase or are we at a high or a low in the cycle? I'm going to dumb this down a little bit. So when you're air tagging these rabbits, when, uh, how, how do yeah. you, is it a simple catch and release type program with uh, the tagging? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have uh, box traps that okay. we'll set up in the winter once we get some snow and then they, they go in there for some food or whatever and trip it. And then um, we just basically can put them into a, um, well, a pillowcase, essentially. And from there, uh, in very short order, you know, five minutes, um, we can have a collar on and have them released again. And they're no worse off uh, for the wear. I was just going to ask, this isn't dangerous. It's just awkward. No, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, a, a bunny in a pillowcase. It's uh, it's quick, it's fast, and they're okay. Okay, perfect. And the city doesn't do anything about the, the. This is not a pest. They won't even do anything about coyotes. So I'm assuming they're not doing anything about the population. But they're probably interested in your numbers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the 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 city is uh, is a, a partner in the research that I'm doing. They're quite interested, um, particularly given the movement part of it with the GPS collars. Right. Um, because they're interested in what what aspects of the city help promote kind of uh, natural movement of animals through the city uh, other than the river valley obviously being one that we talked about um so they're, they're quite interested in this now from a management perspective yeah they're not they're not really concerned about uh, uh hares the white-tailed jackrabbits um i mean i think i think that's kind of one of the neat things about them is nobody's upset about having hares in their front yard yeah. um, whereas maybe you might be concerned with a coyote or something like that's that. a little more that's a little scarier hey uh, i know you're just starting this study but have you tagged any already 
No, we are waiting for snow. Like, okay, so that's okay. The city. <laughs> I got you. Well, we'd love to get you back on in the spring to see where they're going and what areas have got more of these jackrabbits than anywhere else. So uh, thanks for your time today. Absolutely. It's been great. Yeah, thank you. All right, there you go, Dr. Darcy Vischer, who is the Associate Professor of Biology at the King's University. They're, uh, they're ta- it's a tag and release program.